0: We are talking this morning about, we're asking the question, who's in the corner? And so we started with that one name, one voice who silences the enemy, one name, one voice who brings us victory, that one name and that one voice, that's where we're going to. But first, I need to take you on a journey. I wanna ask you, who's in your corner? Who's in your inner circle? And we're gonna go through that. I'm gonna start off with a recap of last week. And so last week, we said, we talked about listening to the tap, tuning into the tap, And I shared the story, I'm gonna share it again really quickly, I'll give you the overview. We said the lady answered the telegraph, the answered the ad in the paper to apply for the job at the telegraph station and she turns up to the telegraph station and sure enough, it's a busy bustling office. There's typewriters, there's conversations and there's a whole heap of people sitting down who've answered the ad and as she walks in, she sees a sign on the reception desk. It says, fill in the form and take a seat and wait. And as she walks to the reception desk, as she's walking to the reception desk, she pauses. And instead of filling in the form, she turns right, she walks straight into the boss's office, leaving all the men in the front room there wondering what's going on. A few minutes later, they walk out and he announces the job is filled and they start to grumble and complain. And one of them says, how come she got the job? We've been waiting here, we didn't even get interviewed. And the boss simply replied, he said, ever since you walked in, there has been a Morse code message being tapped out. And that tap, that Morse code message said, come in. If you can hear this, come in. The job is yours. And she had managed to tune out the distractions. She'd managed to tune out the typewriters and the conversations. She'd managed to hear the Morse code message. She'd managed to tune in to the tap. And that's what we talked about last week. We said Martha and Mary were both there. They were both in the house. And Martha was distracted and anxious about much serving. But Mary tuned in to the tap she went in and sat at the boss's feet have you tuned in to the tap that was the question we asked last week have you taken the time to tune in to the tap can we go a little bit further because somebody asked me what is the tap and that's a really legitimate genuine question isn't it what is the tap you stand there and you say tune into the tap and I'm like I don't even know what the tap is so for those who don't know what the tap is are you ready the tap is those subtle impressions you get Then you don't know where they came from. The tap might be a scripture that comes back to mind. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost will remind you of all things whatsoever Jesus has told you. This is scripture written down, and the tap is when you're sitting there and suddenly a scripture comes to mind that you weren't thinking about. The tap is when you think of a thought that you weren't thinking about, the thought to think of in the first place. The tap. It's when you're sitting there wondering what you should do and all of a sudden you get a thought that goes, go over here or do this. The tap is the subtlety of the Spirit of God ministering to you. The tap is a reminder of the Scripture. The tap is a, a prompt. It's a feeling. It's can we, can we do it like this? In fact, the Scriptures say, and I'm going to share it, it's in 1 John 2.20. The tap is, says you have an unction, I like this. It's the old King James. You have an unction. Everyone say unction. Unction. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. You have an unction. Everyone say unction one more time for me unction. What a a strange, what is an unction? It's an anointing. It's a sense. It's a feeling. You're there and suddenly you have a thought that says, I should say this to this person or I should go and do that. And that unction, that thought that you're not thinking about is what is the tap that I'm talking about. It's the Morse code message that sometimes nobody else can hear except you. And you hear it and you respond to it. In fact, the Israelites do this, they pray a Shema prayer every day, and that Shema prayer, you know, God, hear, O Israel, hear, O Israel, and that Shema prayer, we go, oh, here, Jesus used to say it all the time, listen, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, or let him hear what the Spirit of God says. That word hear isn't just to hear it with your ears, but it is hearing with the intent to obey. The unction isn't just an unction so you can have more knowledge. Oh, yes, I know something special and significant. The unction is something that you hear with the intent that you will obey, that you'll step out and you'll do something. You know, the problem with the unction, let's be honest, is it's really vague, isn't it, sometimes? The problem with the unction is it's not a direct, audible voice. You may have heard the direct, audible voice of God. I personally don't think I've heard the direct, audible voice of God, but I've heard His unction I would say to you I have heard God speak to me so many times I've heard an unction I remember standing in a conference one day and we're praying and we're worshiping and I was planning on planting a church and God said you're going to take over Jim Boomba. and I'm like wow but he didn't say it he he gave me an unction he gave me a feeling a sense I remember looking to Elise and saying man I, I think we're going to take over JC I think we're going to take over Jim Boomba Christian family and Elise looked at me because the senior pastor was stood to the left of her and she's like shut up he can hear you still, you know, you don't want to get yourself in trouble, you know, here I was, this 20-odd-year-old guy, you know, I'm going to take over a church, but it wasn't me thinking it, it was the unction, it was the feeling, it was the unction to function, it was the Spirit of God, it was the tuning in to the tap to listen to what God is saying, I remember driving my car one day and tuning into the tap when he goes, I need you to go to Bible college, I'm not thinking about Bible college, I didn't want to be a pastor that's a rubbish job as far as I was concerned you know what I want to put my hand up if God you know how you can want to do negotiation with God you want to kind of barter with him and talk to him my goal was to become a multi-millionaire and bless ministries that was my goal I'm still quietly hoping that becomes fulfilled in my life but that was my goal Lord would you bless me with so much money that I'm giving it away and it's fantastic and he goes no I want you to be one of the pastors it's like what can't I be the other guy <laughs> you know, and so I'm driving one day and God's talking to me. I want you to go to Bible college. It's like, I'm not thinking about Bible college. I'm thinking about where I can make more money. But there's an unction. There's a tap. There's a Morse code message. If Elise was sitting next to me and she's like, I heard that. No, she didn't. It was just God tapping out a message in my spirit and in my soul. And I've got an opportunity and you've got an opportunity to step out and to do that. I'm going to tell you one name. One voice can silence the enemy. One name, one voice. And so you're ready? We've gone from tune into the tap, and you're all, yes, tune into the tap. And the second wing, the second thing we talk about is what is the tap right? We understand a little bit more. This is what the tap sounds like. Who's ever experienced a tap? Come on. I believe, you know, when people say I've never heard God speak, you're listening to the wrong tap. You're listening to the wrong thing. I'm not saying you're not hearing from God. I'm just saying you haven't recognized. Do you know how I know it's God now? Because I've missed it so many times. I've heard so many other taps, and sometimes, as we talked about last week, that tap was the pressure that Martha felt when she was trying to perform and serve everybody else. She was tuned into a tap. It was just the wrong tap are you you me this morning who's ever walked into a room and you stood at a party and you stood with a social setting you stood with a heap of people and all of a sudden you realize that you're not meant to be with those group of people all of a sudden you pick up on those subtle cues the fact that they all turn around and don't talk to you little, little subtle cues like that you're picking up on a tap it's just not the right tap you're tuned into Who's ever walked in and found out that because you didn't put your shoes away and pick your undies up off the floor and clean up the kitchen, there's a subtle tap that's being tapped out in your own household, yeah, that, right? That subtle tap. And your wife doesn't need to say anything, does she? She's just there. She's kind of not smiling, you know, but she's there. She does not have to say anything. You tune into a tap, don't you? Like my wife comes home from work and she's got that feel, that tap that comes in. I'm to start cleaning stuff. I don't know what happened, but I'm doing something different. You're tuning in to a tap. I want you to get this because we all tune into taps we all pick up on those subtle sometimes subtle social cues sometimes we misread them don't we sometimes we walk to a place and we're tuned into a tap feeling that they don't want us but but we're meant to stay sometimes we're leaving a place and I feel like the tap is saying stay and sometimes we're staying in a place and the tap is saying leave and and we don't always know which one it is and if we knew by a direct audible voice then it wouldn't be faith would it? See, it's not faith if you hear it, you know. If the hand turns up on the wall and writes on your house, thou shalt go to JC Family Church, you don't need faith for that. Somebody just wrote that on your wall. You just do that. If an audible voice comes in and says, you shall go to JC Family, you don't need to have, oh God, I just need to hear your voice. You just get out and do it. The problem is sometimes it's an unction. It's a subtlety. It's a morse code message that's just for you and we learn to tune in to the tap are we all good there it is So, number one we tune in for the tap number two we explain what the tap is number three here's the question i'm going to ask this morning whose tap are you tuning into let me ask that question one more time whose tap are you tuning into whose tap whose morse code message which voice are you tuning into There was an American Indian, I'm going to tell the story because I think it illustrates the point really well. And it is a story. I didn't know the American Indian, nor did I know the gentleman that was walking with him, but it's written down in a book, so I read it, and I thought it was a good story. It's going to illustrate the point. Is everyone good with that? (sighs) Okay. The American Indian and his friend, they're walking down the New York street in noontime, and they're going out for lunch, and as they're walking down the street with the horns honking and the taxis squealing and the voices and the concoffity of noise, all of a sudden, the American Indian says, Wait a minute. I can hear a cricket. His friend looks at me and goes, mate, you know, the friend was Australian, that's why he said, mate. He said, mate, there's no way you can hear a cricket amongst all this noise. He says, no, no, I can hear a cricket. And he walks over and he crosses the road and he goes to a little planter box outside a unit and he pushes through the branches and sure enough, right there is a cricket. His Australian friend looks at him, he says, mate, you must have superhuman ears. Your hearing is Brilliant. American Indian says no no no. I just tuned in to that it's what you pay attention to the Australians arguing with him mate no way he said he pulls out some coins and in the middle of the New York street he drops them on the floor and everyone within 20 feet turns to look to see if they've lost the money the American Indian looks at him and says see what I mean it's what you're tuning into that's what you're going to hear It's what you're paying attention to. It's what you're listening out for. I want you to turn to somebody and say, what are you listening out for? Come on. It's what you're listening out for. It's it's who you're tuned into. It's it's what you're listening for. What am I listening for? Who am I listening to? Who am I listening to? Who am I listening out for? Whose tap have I tuned into? Whose tap? have I tuned into? Whose tab have I tuned into? I want you to picture for you a moment the boxes in the boxing ring. You know, in my family, I have been incredibly blessed to have people in my corner. I've been incredibly blessed to have Jamie and Lisa beside me through thick and thin. I have been so blessed to have them. When the tithes go down and the finances go down, they stand there and lift my hands up When the people walk out, they have stood beside me and said, we're going to get through this. When the leadership team runs astray, they've stood beside me and said, we're going to get through this. They have been fantastic people. They're awesome people, right? They're awesome people to tune into the tap. They have been in my corner. But can I tell you, in fact, Proverbs 17 says, can we just go to Proverbs 17? It says, a friend loves at all time and a brother is born for adversity. I love that scripture. A friend loves you at all times, but a brother is born for adversity. My brother has been born he has been blessed and gifted to me for adversity sorry about that but uh, he has been born for adversity I love that can we go to the next verse so because Proverbs 18 says this a man has friends must himself be friendly and I love this but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother let's you ready you ready In my corner, there's my brother and my sister-in-law. I know there's many more. I I could talk about my service team coordinators. They're in my corner. I could talk about my friend Mick. He's in my corner. I could talk about my wife. She's in my corner. You know, they're there. They're they're in my corner. But I want to tell you this morning, there is one greater than all of them that we can tune into. A brother is born for adversity, but there is a friend that sticks closer. Than a brother, and that's the one I want you to tune into today. And I'm going to ask a question: Who's tapping you? Tune- you know what I notice? Has anyone ever seen? Put your hand up if you've ever seen a boxing match. Or are you sinners? We're going to pray for you later. But uh, no, I've just—you've seen a boxing match, right? You've seen them, and they go. You know, the bell rings. They go back to where do they go back to? Back to there. They go back to there. They go back to their corner, and they sit down. And what are do they doing when they're in their corner? What's what are they listening to? I tell you what they're not listening to, they're not listening to the other corner. They're not looking over at the other corner at the guy staring them down. They're not listening to what the other coach says. They're not listening to the crowd. They're not listening to all the people that are booing or all the people that are cheering. When they're in their corner, they're listening to their people. They're listening to their trainers. They're listening to the people who are here with them through thick and thin. They're listening to the people who are mopping up the blood. They're listening to the people who are wiping away the sweat. They're listening to the people who are stood with them. But I'm going to tell you, Jamie's been a great asset, but he's not the only one in my corner. And I'm going to you're going to think for a minute, who's in your corner? Who are you being friendly to? Who's in your corner? Who are the people that stand with you through thick and thin? They're great, awesome people, but there is one who sticks closer than a brother. There is one in your corner that I think all of us need to learn to tune into just a little bit more, just a little bit deeper. We need to listen to his voice. Jamie has great wisdom, Lisa has great wisdom, but they're not the only voice in my corner. There's one in my corner that I wanna to listen to. In fact, Jesus was saying it like this to his disciples. He's about to be taken away, and in John 16, verse seven, he says, I tell you the truth. Now, I tell you the truth. You know, like When Jesus says, I'm telling you the truth, it's probably something we should listen to, right? He says, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. It's better for you if I go away, because if I go away, I'm going to send to you the helper. And if I don't go, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. There is a helper who stands in your corner, sent from the living Christ. You think about it for a minute. The disciples are there. Jesus is telling them, Look, I'm going to go away. And what are they? You know, they're not happy. They're sad. They're discouraged. They're like, Are you serious? I've been following you for three years. I just got used to following you. You do some crazy stuff, but I love following you. And Jesus says to him, hey, listen, it's better for you. Everyone say better. It's better for you that I go away because if I go away, I'm going to send to you the helper. And that helper is going to be in your corner. That helper is going to be the one to stand beside you through thick, and through thin that helper is going to be tapping out a message for you when you need it most that helper is going to be the one who whispers in your ear and gives you victory one name one voice who silences the enemy. I'm not looking at what the enemy's doing. I'm not looking at what the world's doing. I'm not listening to the chaos and confusion in the world. I'm tuning in to the one name and the one voice who is above every other name and every other voice. And Jesus says, I'm gonna send him to you and he's gonna be in your corner and he's never gonna leave you and he's never gonna forsake you and you are gonna be with him. How cool is that if you drop down a few more verses? Let me try and find in the scriptures. The next verse says, he will glorify me, but he will take what is mine and he will declare it to you. I love, the, I love the Amplified. If you've ever read the Amplified, I call it the women's version because there's lots more words, but that was a joke. I'm sorry, but, but, but I do call it the women's. Anyway, moving on, ready? And the Amplified version says he will declare it, he will disclose it, but my favorite word is he will transmit it. He will take all that is Christ's and he will declare it to you. He will disclose it to you, but even more than that, he will Transmit it to you. I want to tell you this morning there's one who's standing in your corner who's tapping out a Morse code message that you can tune into. There is one that no matter what battle you're facing today, no matter how big the enemy in the other corner looks, no matter how crazy the world starts to get, no matter how confusing it starts to get, there is one person in your corner that you can trust. There is one person in your corner that you can go back to and you can sit and you can listen to and you can say, God, I just need to hear from you. Listen. Men are going to let you down. Women are going to let you down. People are going to let you down. There is one that you can trust. There is one name and one voice. And he stands in your corner as that silent partner. But he's not silent. He is always tapping out a Morse code message. Can you hear it this morning? I want not you just take a minute? I want you to think. I don't know what your face. I don't know what confusion. We've had a horrible week in our family. A horrible week, but you know what? There is one person that I can go to and I can throw all my cares and all my concerns to him. And I can, I can sit in the corner and I can say, Holy Ghost, I need to hear from you right now. Holy Spirit, that enemy, that opponent threatens to overwhelm me. He is staring at me and he is vicious and he is unrelenting and he seems really horrible. But I want to just sit in the corner with those who surround me, those who are in my inner circle, my friends and my family. But above all my friends and all my family, I want to hear that one name, that one voice who silences the enemy, that one name and that one voice who speaks to me in the midst of my chaos and confusion. I want to be that person who spends time sitting on the stool in the corner just saying holy ghost i am scared of going back out there again holy ghost i am petrified i'm going to be beaten holy ghost i feel like every time i get up i get punched back down but i get the message that holy ghost is standing there and he's just massaging your shoulders right and he's just wiping you away. he's like get your guard up come on get ready because you're going to have victory over this i want you to get your guard up i want you to start throwing punches i want you to go on the offensive i don't want you to be defensive i don't want you to sit can you hear the voice of the holy ghost in your life there is one name and one voice and he is tapping out a morse code message for you the problem is we don't tune into it. We often tune in to what our friends and family say. We often tune in to what our enemies say. How many people tune into their enemy more? <laughs> How many people tune into that? How many people tune into the discouraging doctor's report? How many people tune in to the well you know interest rates have gone up. It's terrible. Oh my gosh. You can tune into that if you want, or you can tune into the one who's in your corner who never leaves you or forsakes you. You have a choice. That one is tapping out a Morse code message for you. Please tune into him. Yeah, and I get this feeling, if I, I'm, I'm gonna, I've got time permits, I'm going to go to this. I get this feeling that this, this wonderful Holy Spirit, he stands there with gifts, with encouragement. In fact, we're going to read it in 1 Corinthians if I get to it it says if I get round, down, more further 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other, it's this person who gives the gifts, it's this person who taps out the messages can we keep reading 1 Corinthians 12:8 to one person the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice and to the, another the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge and the same spirit gives great faith to another and someone else the spirit gives the gift of healing and he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy And he gives someone else the ability to discern whether the message is from the Spirit of God. And another spirit gives the ability, oh, sorry, the same spirit gives another person the ability to talk in tongues. And the same spirit gives another person the ability to recognize and interpret the tongues. And when you read through that lift, you find these nine gifts. And I get the feeling that the Holy Spirit is in your corner and he's standing there and he has gifts to give to you, to declare to you, to disclose to you, and my favorite, to transmit it to you, to impart and impact and unction to function so that when you get back out onto the floor, no matter how big your enemy swings, you have a gift to give. You know what to answer. You know how to give a gift to someone else to bless the rest of the body. It's not just about you. You're not just fighting for yourself. You're fighting for your whole team. Can you get that this morning? Can you see that this morning? This wonderful Holy Spirit that the Scriptures talk about, that Jesus talked about, He said, it's better for you that I go, because if I stay, I can't send Him, but if I go, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit sits in your corner, silently tapping out messages, wanting desperately to declare and disclose and transmit to you a spiritual gift that will bless the body and bless those who are around Him. And we sit there, and we kind of go, I'm not hearing it, because you're tuning in to what the enemy says, and you're tuning in to what the crowd says, But you're not tuning in to the one in your corner whose voice is going to be louder than any other voice if we would just take time to pull back, to slow down, and to tune in. I'm going to invite the worship team to come. And I'm just going to leave that with you. What is it you need from him this morning? A word of encouragement? A word of wisdom? A word of knowledge? The gift of faith? A supernatural healing. Perhaps you just need to start praying out in the Holy Ghost. Maybe someone will pray in the Holy Ghost and you'll know what they're saying. You'll be able to interpret it and tell them, this is what the Lord says to you. Maybe it's the spirit to discern. What, what's going on? What's going on? What am I tuning into? What am I paying attention to? Church this morning, I'm going to try and recap real quick. You ready? Tune into the tap. Tune in to the tap. Number two, what's the tap? The subtle unction, the feeling, the impression, the reminding of a scripture, a thought that comes that isn't a thought you were thinking, but it comes from the sideline. And when you start to tune into that, then the next one is who is sending the tap? Make sure you're tuning in to the one who stands in your corner. He's better than a brother who's born for adversity. He is there in your corner to encourage you, to lift you, to strengthen you. And I don't know whether you've invited him into your life, whether you've invited him to be a part of you. I realize that so many people, and I've struggled with this all week, but so many people struggle with hopelessness and despair. And they're tuning into a tap. It's not coming from God. And I want to encourage you this morning, maybe you've even been struggling with hopelessness and despair. Maybe this morning you're tuning in to other people's opinions of you. Maybe you're tuning into the negative. I want to say to you, there's one who stands in your corner and he is so ready. He is so willing. He is so able to come and stand with you. Ask him, would you guys stand your feet this morning? Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Take a breath. Whose tap are you tuning into? What's a Morse code message? It's being tapped out in your life. Is it one that encourages and brings life and hope or is it discouraging? Let's tune in to the Spirit of God and ask the team to step forward. What are we singing? Victory. While we're singing this song, maybe you're here. You just want to say Holy Ghost. Would you come into my life would you help me to tune into your tab? do you know why he can come in do you know why he can step into you because Christ paid the price to cleanse you from unrighteousness and to cleanse you from sin you can truly today be born again the spirit of the living God can come and take up his residence inside you if we just say Holy Ghost would you come in Jesus would you forgive me of my sins Would you cleanse me and wash me from all unrighteousness? Lord, I want to stand in your presence healed and whole and tuning in to the Holy Ghost. Maybe that's your prayer this morning. I just want to encourage you to pray it out in your own time. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed the service. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.